Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And this will take us, uh, well, a couple of seconds from the end of the game. I don't think they're going to even make them snap it. And they won't. And you got the Bears who figured to win the game by about three, and that's exactly what they did. If you know what I mean. I know you know what I mean. I sure do. And I always marvel at it. We get outside after the game. I'm like, how? How's that happen? It just fluctuates. It fluctuates a little bit. So I say about three. Yeah. You can't get anything by that, Al Michaels. How about that? A Bears win. Let's take time to savor that for a couple of seconds here before we start talking Bears football. It hasn't happened often over the last two years. That's just the sixth victory in the Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus era. The second victory for Tyson Bagent as Bears quarterback. And the Bears match their victory total from last season. You don't want to make too much uh, of what transpired yesterday, but a win is a win. And even though it was a boring and ugly game, I think the city of Chicago understands how hard it is to win a football game. So when those wins happen, enjoy them. Hi, everyone. Zach Zaidman with you until 9 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score you're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Friday presented by Busey Bank. And it's not a game, Illinois.com. We are so privileged for this final hour of the radio program to have with us one of the finest Bears beat reporters in town. Kevin Fishbane covers the Bears for The Athletic. He knows his stuff, and he's about as authentic and honest a voice as there is when it comes to covering the Chicago Bears, which is why I always appreciate hearing his perspective and you will too. Kevin's going to be taking your calls on the Bears for the entire hour. 312-644-6767. And Kevin joins us on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Now, at the start of this hour, I mentioned that I don't want to make too much of yesterday's game. What's your perspective regarding what transpired last night at Soldier Field? Yeah, Zach, and, and thank you so much for having me. It's always an honor uh, to be on with you. Uh, you know, I, I think you hit it. There, there's not a ton you can take away um, in terms of certainly nothing big picture. You know, I think when you reach a point like this in the season, you do find yourself looking ahead. And if you're a Bears fan, you want to know, okay, when this team – if this team can become a contender, 
who on the current team is going to matter, right? And I would, you know, Montez Sweat is that guy. So Montez Sweat, you know, signs the four-year deal for a lot of money, play a very important position. So you want to see progress from him. And you saw certainly progress from him last night from game one to game two. Uh, Kyler Gordon, who is, you know, in his second year, going to be part of this thing for a while. He was phenomenal last night. You can feel good about that. Jalen Johnson, don't know yet if he'll be part of this thing for the long term, but he continues to play well. Uh, you saw a little bit more from Jervon Dexter. You know, these are the guys that you're kind of watching to say, hey, you know, can we see progress from them so that because they need a core. They need a core of guys you can depend on um, and they have a long way to go. But if you're looking for hope from last night, if you're looking for things they can build on, you know those are a few players that you're certainly going to be focused on down the stretch. Kevin, I've got a lot of questions for you, but I know our, our fans and listeners do as well. 312-644-6767 is the phone number, so let's go right out to the phones. Abe is calling from Wisconsin. Hi, Abe. You're on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score talking with Bears beat reporter Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic. Hi, how you doing? Good, Abe. How you doing? Okay, I got this to ask you. Last night's win was super. I was couldn't have been any happier than last night's win. But their trouble is the division. We can't. We have trouble with Minnesota, Green Bay, Detroit. Um, we have trouble with those teams in our division. What will it take to beat them? And we didn't beat them last year. We got beat by the Packers and the Vikings this year. What is it going to take to beat these teams in our division if we're going to get to ever going to get to the top? What do you think? Yeah, it's it's important, right? Because what did you know, General Manager Ryan Pohl say when he got the job? He wanted to take the North, and not give it back. You know, he hasn't won a game yet in the NFC North, and and the Bears are going to be playing the class of the North a week from Sunday in Detroit, and I think it'll be a great test to see how far away they are from the Lions, who right now not only are the best team in the division this season, but look like they're built to be the best team for a couple seasons because, you know, the Packers have really struggled this year. You don't really know yet what kind of quarterback Jordan Love will be in the long term. The Vikings appear to be in transition at quarterback, but seem to have a nice team there in, in terms of playing really hard for Kevin O'Connell. Uh, you know, to, to be there, I mean, it's not too much different than when you ask the question, what do the Bears have to do to be a contender? Um, and, and that is they got to figure out the quarterback position. It always comes back to quarterback. And, you know, I know there were some fans entering the season thinking the Bears might have the best quarterback in the division. It certainly has not been the case this year. Um, but you look at the way Jared Goff is playing. You look at the way they've built that Lions team. And you can start thinking about what it would take to, to beat them. And I think you get better quarterback play. Some of the guys we just talked about who are going to be foundational players you, you you need them to play at a high level kevin fishbane taking your calls on the bears all hour long 312-644-6767 is the phone number zach's been with you until nine o'clock all right so let's start with the quarterback position because in all likelihood and and i know that matt Eberflus isn't forced to make a decision today the last thing he wants especially heading into the mini buy is to give detroit any idea of who really is going to end up playing the quarterback position for that game when the bears return to action but in all likelihood if justin fields thumb is okay he's going to be the quarterback what do the bears need to see from justin fields over the final seven games of the year 
man, Zach, it's the same thing that they've wanted to see the past last year and, and the previous regime, probably the year before that. It's consistency. It's being able to be consistent in all of the high-level things you do as a quarterback. So make good decisions. Protect the football. Make big plays on third down and in the red zone. But do it consistently. Like, we all know Justin Fields is capable of doing those things. You look at the first half against Denver. You look at Washington. Those things, he, you know, those were his best games as a passer. Um, we all know his capability with his legs. But the problem has been that, you know, for example, he had that great game against Washington, gets the mini bye, comes out against Minnesota and struggles um, before he got hurt. Um, and it's just been too much up and down for him in his career. So if you're the Bears... You know, I think that they probably have a good idea, certainly, of what he does well and what um, needs to work well around him and scheme-wise and what plays he likes and where he's in best position to succeed, all those things. You know, they talk so much about getting the ball to the playmakers, getting rid of the ball quickly. He needs to work on all those things. But when he does do everything correctly, it's then stack it. Do it quarter by quarter, week by week. Uh, you know, have several games in a row where you're playing well. And yeah, that might be a high bar, but it's it's the most important position in sports. And, and, and you you should be asking for that from, from your quarterback. Let's say hi to Mike. He's on the score wanting to talk Bears with Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic. Hi, Mike. Hey, thanks for taking my call. And I want to give a shout out to all our veterans out there. Happy Veterans Day. And God bless you. And thank you. And also, I just want to talk about Jalen Johnson. And I looked up on NFL.com for the top cornerbacks in the league, and then they have this honorable mention. I did not see Jalen Johnson on that list of who is the best and who needs to be paid the best. And why is this guy on our end zone showing off the money emoji and saying, pay me. What, what, is the, what is it? I mean, it's just, are the Bears smart not to sign him and let him go his way? Or is it just me? It's a good question. And I think the, the, there are a couple things that have been, uh, you know, difficult for Jalen Johnson to get his name in those categories. I think the first and foremost thing is interceptions, because while there's a lot more to playing quarterback than intercepting the football, that is still the number one stat that teams are going to look at, that fans are going to look at, um, that other players and quarterbacks are going to look at. Jalen Johnson did have two against Vegas, and that was important for him. He's got those two, um, but he still would like more. Uh, but the problem, the other problem he has is he plays for the Bears. And, and we saw this with Roquan Smith, where Roquan Smith was putting up really good numbers. You know, not necessarily like, you know, sacks or forced fumbles, but you look at all the analytics and Roquan Smith was playing at a very high level, but would never get Pro Bowl or All-Pro accolades because he was playing on a horrible team. And every time the Bears were on national television, they were bad. They were getting embarrassed, it seemed like. So it was probably hard for people who weren't following the team on a daily basis to think that anybody was playing at the kind of level that Roquan Smith is playing. I think for Jalen Johnson, he could be falling under that same predicament where it's just, you know, again, it's not his fault, 
this team is not playing well. This team's not going to be getting a whole lot of love. But I do think it's worth pointing out, and I'm going to pull up the numbers right now, that according to Pro Football Reference, Jalen Johnson's been targeted 31 times. That's not a lot, and there's a reason for that. He's given up 17 completions for 163 yards, career low 9.6 yards per attempt, career low 5.3 yards per target. Quarterbacks have a 53.6 passer rating throwing his way. That's very good. Now, those numbers can be a little subjective, but it's just one example. And you compare that to some of the other top corners in football, and they compare very, very favorably. So I think Jalen Johnson is playing his best football. Are there other corners in the league that are better than him? Yes. He And you know what the thing is, too? I want my corners, if I'm a GM or head coach, to be confident. Um, I'm okay with that. And, yes, Jalen Johnson needs to make more plays in the ball when they come his way, all those things. But I do think there's some things kind of out of his control um, that limit him from getting the attention that he might deserve for what he's done this season. Join Chris Tannehill and Dave Wanstead for the Four Winds football forecast live and in person at Four Winds Casino in New Buffalo on Sunday from noon to 1.30 Eastern time. It's a free event where you can meet Wani, get an autograph and a photo with Coach and hang out with him for the start of NFL games. Or you can book a room and make a weekend out of it. The winning never stops at Four Winds Casino in New Buffalo, your entertainment escape. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. We're talking Bears. For the entire hour, your chance to ask the questions from one of the experts that covers the team, one of the best beat reporters in town, the Athletics' Kevin Fishbane. You hear him on the score every week. You read his work uh, all week long at The Athletic. Let's go out to Wisconsin. Harry, you're on the score talking football with Kevin Fishbane. No, thanks, Zach. I appreciate you putting me on. Um, I'll, I'll try to be relatively brief, but um, I've not been enamored of fields. I've seen enough. And I think uh, if you're a Bears fan, I'll admit I'm a Cowboys fan, but I've lived here my whole life. And, and I think the worst thing that could happen as a Bears fan would be that field shows well against mediocre or lesser competition going forward they've got a soft schedule and then they then they stick with him so then you'd have they passed on Mahomes, they passed on stroud who are they going to pass on this year right may they're going to pass on the kid from usc they can't do it again and and so the wor- again the worst thing that could happen to a bears fan is that field shows well enough for polls to hang on to a, i don't think polls will Cole's job is at stake. No matter what he accomplished, in my estimation, relative to the trade with Carolina, he's got the chips now. This is the time to act. He's going to get his quarterback. And I certainly don't feel Fields is deserving of one more year with the Bears. I just want to see what you guys think. Thanks for the call, Harry. Yeah, Kevin, it's it's a great question. You, you know, how much more do you need to see from Fields to make you believe that that he's the answer? And this offseason, with the uh, the draft resources that the Bears have, they very well could have the top overall pick for a second consecutive year in a draft that's considered to be loaded at the quarterback position. Is this the offseason where you make the break? Yeah, you know, it's um, the the problem that Justin Fields got a few problems here. You know, he doesn't have a whole lot of games left. Um, and, you know, I talked earlier about the consistency, right, that that's what you need to see and play consistently at a high level. Now, you know, I, I, you never say never, Zach. Like, what if Justin Fields has seven outstanding games to end the season and really forces the Bears to have 
to think about it. The problem is he hasn't done anything in his career to make you think that that can happen. Um, and if he does play well down the stretch, uh, how do the Bears square that with what they've seen previously? Um, and, you know, I, certainly he's not going to be in any conversation for an extension this offseason. I think the best thing possible for him and the Bears would be, or maybe for his sake to stay in Chicago, would be the Bears decide to not draft a quarterback in the first round. But, you know, you don't get many opportunities to draft a quarterback high. And Ryan Poles, like any GM, certainly has always thought about, I can't, I'm going to one day get to draft my own quarterback. And he decided not to take the opportunity last year. He's going to get another opportunity this year. And I think if he likes somebody enough, it's going to be hard to say no to that again when you're still going to have questions about Justin Fields. It's interesting. I had a chance to talk to Kyle Long earlier tonight here on The Score, and I asked him about the quarterback situation, and I asked him about the coaching situation as well as the front office. It's all tied in together, and I want to run his answer by you, Kevin, when we come back. Let's take a break. 312-644-6767. Kevin Fishbane is taking your calls on the Bears until 9 o'clock right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Give it to Foreman. And he's in. Deontay Foreman takes it in for the touchdown. Well, they were set up nicely after the punt. They go 38 yards. It's a four-yard touchdown. Nine plays, and Chicago takes the lead. Now, this is what he's known for, getting those tough yards, and he has to earn these yards, even though it's short yardage. Some good blocking. He gets hit there. He turns. Then Von Bell hits him before he gets to the goal line. And his momentum and just his want breaks the plan and gets that touchdown. 
Alan Kirk calling Dante uh, Deontay Foreman's go-ahead touchdown run in last night's 16-13 Bears win over Carolina on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score they call the game on Amazon Prime. You're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Friday presented by Busey Bank. And it's not a game, Illinois.com. Zach Sadman with you until 9 o'clock, but it's not just me. We're joined by the Athletics' Kevin Fishbane, one of the finest beat writers in Chicago, covering the Bears. He's taking your phone calls at 312-644-6767 until 9 o'clock. So I talked with Kyle Long, Kevin, at, uh, at around 620 here on the score. And I asked him, you know, what, what's the plan going forward with the head coach and the GM, because this is still a group that's six and twenty-one in the last two years, and he said it comes down to what the situation is with the quarterback. Because if you feel like Justin Fields is the answer, well, then the infrastructure is already set for him to be successful. Because he would have shown you a lot of good things over the final seven games of the season. But if you don't feel like he's the right guy for you, and you're going to bring in a new quarterback this offseason, that may dictate hiring new football people in order to create an infrastructure for whoever that next quarterback is going to be. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I would never disagree with uh, a Kyle long, but you know, I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, we, we talk about it so much with this team is getting alignment between GM head coach quarterback. And it's something that the bears just have not had um consistently i mean the one time they had it re- you know recently was when ryan pace and matt nagy traded up for justin fields and then they were fired so i just think that if the decision has been made or whenever the decision is made and if that decision is we're going to get a new quarterback and ryan poles is the one leading that search he has to ask himself well which head coach do i want to be the guy to a help me in this search and b be the one to work with this quarterback, help develop this quarterback, install a playbook for this quarterback. And, you know, I remember look when, the, when the bears drafted Mr. Trubisky and then brought in Matt Nagy, you know, Ryan Pace always talked about being there with Sean Payton and Drew Brees and watching those two guys together for a long time. And it's really hard. I mean, teams around the league have tried to replicate it all the time. It's not easy. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything in terms of who the decision makers are comes down to who that quarterback is going to be and who you trust to be to oversee it. Can I ask you about Matt Nagy, uh, not Matt Nagy, but Matt Eberflus? Because I, I think when when we see him, we see him on TV, we hear him on the radio, and it's just a little snippet of who he is. And you know the reputation he has because he doesn't always come out looking smooth in these situations where he's talking into a microphone. And you don't have to be a great public speaker to be a great head coach with the media, but you do have to be able to have a message that resonates, not just with the fan base, but with your own players and inside the locker room and and in the building. Who is Matt Eberflus? Because the the guy that we see, and I don't know, you know, I'm I'm sure that he gets a lot of help from uh, that terrific media relations staff at Hallisall in terms of this is this is how we present the message that you want to present. 
And then sometimes you get out there in the podium and it doesn't come across the way they initially planned. Who's the real Matty Rufus? Well, uh, you know, Matty Rufus would be would be far from the first head coach who doesn't let you know who the real guy is. You know, I mean, that's uh, I, I think a lot of coaches certainly are guarded in that sense. Um, you know, Matty Rufus is a football guy and he wants to talk ball. And if you watch his press conference today, for example, really interesting listening to him talk about Kyler Gordon and the importance of that position and what Gordon's been doing well. But then you start talking about injuries, you start talking about other things that, you know, aren't in things that he really wants to discuss. You know, you start to get a little bit of the talking in circles and things that don't really resonate with fans and might frustrate fans. Um, I, I think that, you know, I, Zach, I was watching the sideline a couple times last night. And when you watch Matt Eberfuss react to calls he doesn't agree with, sometimes you wonder, why can't that be the Matt Eberfuss who talks to the media in terms of being that voice that fans hear? Because you watch him in those moments and I think especially in this town, that's a coach that fans want to see. That's a coach that, you know, that's sticking up for his players, fired up, you know. And that's just not the persona that we've necessarily gotten in, in the public. And that's, you know, I, I don't know, you know, what goes into that choice, but I just know that he's just so focused on football, so focused on game planning and in the next game that some of the other stuff that, you know, in our roles we have to get into we because we are, you know, looking for answers. Those are the things that challenge him. Uh, and, and it's, you know, I, I always think it, it can be unfortunate for fans to see that. On the flip side, you know, Matt Nagy, maybe fans got to know his personality too well. And maybe that didn't go well for him either. So, you know, it can kind of be a lose-lose for some of these guys. I mean, you obviously knew the Lovey Smith, uh, you know, relationship with fans and how he... Uh, handled things, uh, you know, and, and we saw this with Mark Tressman um, as well. It's just, um, it can be hard to strike that balance. Um, and I, I, I think it would be great to see, for fans to see the football coach that players see, uh, but that just hasn't been this world and certainly hasn't been with this team and with this coach. You know, you, you can make a case that John Fox was awful uh, with the media. He knew what he was doing, and I think it was just there was some equity that had been built in the National Football League with the other teams that he was a part of, and he didn't really care what anyone thought about him at Hallis Hall media-wise and and also what what fans thought about when, when they heard him. Ultimately, it's your record, right? But in Chicago, we're weird for whatever reason, I, and I, I brought this up earlier in the first hour. You know, Lovey Smith was 18 games above 500. The Bears are dying to have a coach come close to the kind of accomplishments uh, that Lovey Smith uh, had when he was here as the head coach. He wasn't a big talker media-wise, but players loved him. They loved him. You know, you never saw players rolling their eyes when he was talking because he had a way of being able to connect with them. And and with Eberflus, all you see is 6-21 and 21 and... Every press conference makes you scratch your head sometimes. So I, I was just trying to figure out a little bit more about who this guy is. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. After the phones we go. Jerome is in Lansing. Jerome, you're on the score. Talking Bears with Kevin Fishman. Good evening, gentlemen. Great show. How you guys doing? Good, Jerome. Thanks for calling. Hello? Okay. What I 
don't understand about the Bears is that they don't they have never developed a quarterback ever. Justin Fields has not gotten a fair shot. And I hear these people say, well, you know, we've seen enough of Justin Fields. No, you haven't. And then I just heard the radio host talking about what infrastructure is there. What infrastructure? They got the worst line in football in the NFL, if not America. They have one receiver that they finally got this year in D.J. Moore and a decent receiver in uh, Moody. And then they got a um, come at he's decent. But other than that, they're slow. They don't have great players. They don't have any depth. And they got a brand-new offensive coordinator. Usually when you hire a head coach, you never hire a first-time coach and a first-time coordinator because you have to have people that can lean on each other and trade experience. If both of these guys are new, then they're teaching each other's on-the-job training. And I just got back from Atlanta. And every place else in America, they're saying about Chicago, we hope that Justin Fields gets released because he's from Georgia, we help get down in. In New York, they're saying, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers only got probably one more good year left, so maybe we can try to get Fields. Everybody can see the talent except for Chicago, the Bears organization. They have never developed a quarterback ever in their history. And why is that? And if, if Caleb at USC, he says it's the Bears – Get the first choice. He stands. Yeah, he's not coming to he, Chicago. He did not. He did I will not, listen to your answer, Jerome. Thanks for the call. He did not. Uh, he did not say that. And I, I would also uh, argue with you and push back hard. I don't believe that everyone around the country is saying that they wish they could have Justin Fields. That's just not true. I think there are a lot of people who, who have seen the flashes, the great running ability some of the great passes, but they haven't seen it consistently. He's been nowhere near the quarterback that I think the Bears thought they were getting when they traded up to get him. I mean, he's not a perfect quarterback. There's talent there, no question about it. But there are a lot of flaws, a lot of flaws. And let's not ignore those flaws because the Bears have some serious decisions to make over the final seven games of this season heading into an offseason that features a draft that is quarterback heavy. Yeah, Zach, I think, you know, I, I like to uh, call myself the president of the uh, two things can be true club. And, you know, I think a lot of things Jerome pointed out about the infrastructure is fair. Like you drafted a guy, you put him in earlier than you should have. You know, part of that was Andy Dalton got hurt. Then you fired those coaches. You bring in a first time head coach, a first time coordinator, and so he actually has to have a rookie year again with an offensive line that's not very good, battling injuries, a t- one of the worst receiving cores in football last season, and a horrible defense that then traded away two of their best defensive players. So that didn't help. He keeps getting hurt. This year you get him DJ Moore, but the offensive line has all these injuries, and the defense is still bad. So, you know, we always talk so much does matter about where you go, but to the second thing that can be true is Justin Fields himself has struggled. And, and, and even when everything's gone right, you know, he's missed throws. He's made bad decisions. He's held on to the ball too long. Some of the things that we've seen that have kind of plagued him throughout his career. So, yeah, it would have been great to see what Justin Fields could have been if he entered a much better infrastructure with better coaching and better ta- better talent around him. Maybe it would have given all of us a fairer um 
understanding of what he can do, but that didn't happen. And the problem is there's a clock. And right now, Justin Fields about to finish his third season and the Bears have a decision to make and have an opportunity to potentially take someone who they think is better and reset the quarterback clock. And, and you know, they passed on it last year. And I just think that, um, you know, to, we'll see what he does in the last few games, but it's going to be hard to do that again. So, again, I think all those things can be true about Justin Fields getting a bit of a raw deal. But, you know, he still had his own struggles. And, I, and, and Zach, I've pointed this out a few times this year. You cannot look at that Houston Texans roster and tell me that that is a roster built for success. And C.J. Stroud is putting up historic numbers. Historic numbers, which means that both the Bears and the Panthers whiffed. They made the wrong decision. The Bears decided that Justin Fields was better than any quarterback available in the 2023 draft. So they passed on a guy who looks like he's an emerging superstar in in C.J. Stroud, and the Panthers clearly made a mistake. It doesn't mean that Bryce Young can't eventually develop into a good quarterback. I was a big fan of Bryce Young's heading into the draft, but the reality is C.J. Stroud is the better player. And that goes back to something that I've said often, Kevin, is that if you're good, if you have it at the quarterback position, you don't have to wait very long. You see it almost immediately. With some guys, it might take a year, like with Joe Burrow or... You know, Trevor Lawrence in in Jacksonville, uh, with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, with Deshaun Watson in Houston at the time. And then you have guys like Justin Herbert, who didn't even, they, he wasn't getting ready for a game when he got his first opportunity to play. He took this weird situation with Tyrod Taylor, who a, a doctor accidentally punctured his lung with a shot before the game. And then all of a sudden, Justin Herbert has to grab the helmet and get into the game and he's never given up the position since, even though he's had multiple offensive coordinators, different head coaches during his time. If you have it, you see it almost immediately. That's the thing that, to me, is concerning about the Justin Fields era. Yeah, and, and as I said, I think that the what Stroud is doing, and the problem is, too, Zach, is that like because of the Strouds, because of the Herberts, because of the Burroughs, you know, it, it – you don't have the opportunity to sit there and let a quarterback develop. And because of what we've seen, the way owners are so quick to change everything, GM, head coach, all those things, it, it you know, it's hard for them to be patient with, with these quarterbacks. They need to win. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, look, if, if Justin Fields was drafted by a better team with coaches who were going to be there for a couple of years, and, and maybe if he could have sat for his first year, or a lot of different things, maybe it's a different story. Um, but right now, you know, the numbers are the numbers and, and, you know, the wins haven't been there and the consistency hasn't been there. And, um, but as you said, the talent is there. So I, I'm sure if he's not in Chicago next year, somebody is going to take a chance on him and, and we'll see what that looks like and what that offense looks like with him at the helm. If he's not in Chicago, Hey, we've seen other guys get opportunities that you thought were big time players, right? Like Marcus Mariota got a second opportunity. It didn't work out. And now he is what he is. And Mitchell Trubisky eventually got a second opportunity. It did not last long, and now he is what he is. Let's take a break. Kevin Fishbane is with us, taking your phone calls on the Bears until the top of the hour. 312-644-6767. Zach Zaidman with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. 
Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Are you expecting Justin back based on what you saw this week? You're expecting him against Detroit? Yeah, we'll see where it is this week. We'll see where it is. Um, and uh, it's a big week to make that evaluation. You know, so we'll see where it is. And when, when Justin's healthy, he'll be our starter. And, and we'll see where it goes. How close was he to being available today? Yeah, that's all I have right now. I don't have anything else. No, no more updates on it. That's all I have right now. That's where it is. Matt Eberflus giving us the latest on Justin Fields. In all likelihood, if the thumb's okay, he'll be the starting quarterback when the Bears return to action next week in Detroit against the Lions. You're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Friday presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. Zach Sadman with you until the top of the hour. It's it's a bonus for us. We're with Kevin Fishbane, who covers the Bears for The Athletic, one of the best beat reporters in the city of Chicago when it comes to everything regarding the Chicago Bears. And he is taking your phone calls at 312-644-6767. He's been talking Bears with us for the entire hour. Back out to the phones we go. Let's say hi to Elliot from Elgin. Elliot, good evening. You're on the score talking Bears with Kevin Fishbane. Good evening. Nice to talk to you. Hey, Elliot. How are you? Hello. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, so what makes Drake May and Kayla Williams better prospects than Justin Fields was when he was in his draft year? Yeah, it, yeah it's a great question. Um, and I, I wish I had a better answer. You know, I got you kind of rely on uh, the, you know, the scouts and the guys who are, you know, the draft analysts who do this for a living. You know, I've certainly watched both of them a little bit. So, like, I, I can't give you my own report but from what you know I think with Caleb Williams he certainly has kind of that playmaking that Fields has too um and but he might just be maybe a little bit more accurate as a thrower uh with Drake May you know because I think there's there were obviously now now granted CJ Stroud has kind of put some of these to rest about Ohio State quarterbacks coming to the league and that offense transitioning um to the NFL I think Drake May there's some hope that He's got the arm talent to make every throw. He's got the athleticism as well. Um, but he's also coming from an offense that might be able to translate quicker to the NFL. So, you know, but the thing about these things is like, you know, the Justin Fields draft conversation is one that, you know, could be revisited one day. And, and you know, he did, the Bears pounced when he fell. Well, why did he fall? Why was he behind a Zach Wilson and a Trey Lance? Um, you know, why did he, why was he there for the bears? And, and so much of this, these, this quarterback stuff, it's so challenging. We have no idea if Caleb Williams and Drake may are going to be great, right? We could just judge it based on what they've done in college and, and how that can translate. We, we make our best guesses. GMs are making their best educated guesses and they get it wrong all the time. So, you know, right now you're just basing it based on what these guys have done, what they can show physically and, you know, I think right now they just probably have more well-rounded games coming out uh, than Justin Fields did. 312-644-6767, the phone number. Back out to the phones we go. Dom's in Lockport. Hi, Dom. You're on the score. Talking Bears with Kevin Fishbane. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just had two questions for Kevin Um from I'd be interested to hear from his perspective being at Hallis Hall as much as he is, but 
first one, I'm just curious with the whole Jalen Johnson uh, contract situation. Polls kind of came out and said that um, the ball is now in Jalen's court. And I was wondering if you thought that there was some type of possibility that they could reconnect that bridge and finish talks before the season's ending. And a uh, second question was with the whole Allen Williams situation, I'm just still curious um, if like beat writers, reporters are still looking into that. Cause I feel like it kind of got pushed under the rug and I'm very interested to, to like kind of go back to that and like get some more information on that situation. Uh, thanks again. I'll hang up and listen, but uh, y'all have a good weekend. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for calling and thanks for the questions. Um, With the Jalen Johnson thing, my best guess at this point is this thing, uh, negotiations will probably not pick up again. Jalen Johnson's pretty much intimated that, um, that he's kind of done at this point. He's ready to just focus on the season, um, focus, you know, on on doing everything he can to help the team and then in essence help him, help his value. He certainly smiled big at the possibility of entering free agency um, you know, if, if that's an opportunity for him in March, he seemed kind of interested in that. A lot of times when a guy gets there, he's gone. So it might take January, February for the Bears to get something done if they want to keep him. Um, don't know what that looks like, but I, do, I, I don't expect it to pick up again during the season. Obviously, anything can happen, you know, but uh, that, that it doesn't seem like it seems like the two sides were just were not there. And certainly doesn't seem like Jalen Johnson's interested and continue that. As far as Allen Williams goes, you know, it's a tough question. I think the, you know, I think I will tell you, say this, you know, that story is probably not, I'm sure you haven't heard the last of that. Um, when things happen outside the building um, and reporters are working on it and trying to understand everything, you know, it takes time to be careful, to be safe, and to make sure you get all the facts. And I think that's especially true with Allen Williams because you had so much misinformation that came out that one kind of wild day uh, at House Hall, the day that he ultimately resigned. So I think that just I think that just a situation where everybody wants to make sure that they they have everything right. And, you know, when you're especially when you're talking about things that don't have to do with football. How much has the the issues with the assistant coaches? Because you lost two. How much has that impacted the locker room? Like, where does that impact the Bears? Yeah, you know, it's it's a tough question to answer, Zach, because I think, you know, when you look at a position coach, you know, you, you've seen it. Those, a lot of times those guys get have really good relationships with, with those position coaches. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that the running backs, it, it, it's been a tough transition. There, there was no assistant running backs coach, right? They took their kind of assistant quarterbacks, wide receivers coach, and I'm sure the running backs all knew and Omar Young, and, and he got the gig. So you know, I'm, I'm sure that's a challenge for these guys to go through, and especially when you're talking about these young players. You know, Alan Williams, is, he's not a position coach, but he oversees everything. And I think that almost might have been at least it's more people that were affected, but at least they all kind of knew Matt Eberflus and just kind of moved on to him calling the plays. So, you know, I always, I, I think that players are very wired to just, Say, all right, whoever the coach is, that's the coach. I'm just going to do what I'm told. i got to run the plays and execute and do what they're asking of me. So I think that there's a lot of that going on. But you also have some 22, 23-year-olds who have probably never dealt, never dealt with things like this, never dealt with their team making kind of national news for things that have nothing to do with the play on the field. And I'm sure it's difficult for those guys. So over the final seven games of the season, what are you looking for? I'm I'm trying to figure out 
who are players that um, are going to be do do we have cornerstones is a question that I think Ryan Poles needs to be asking every day. Who are the blue chip players? Who are the impact guys? Who are game changers? And where do we need to find them? At what positions and 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 how aggressive do we need to be? You need to have you want to have a better feel for Jervon Dexter and what he's going to be for you in the long term. Uh, you want to know what you exactly what you have in Tyreek Stevenson uh, and maybe even Terrell Smith uh, and Jaquan Brisker and what is Tevin Jenkins going to be? Is he a long term contract guy? Um, all these pl- young players, you're trying to figure out. Okay, who are the really good, dependable players? that we believe in that are ascending and are going to be impact players. And then the guys who aren't, you got to figure out what to do with them. And then you got to figure out how to add them because this team just doesn't have enough guys who can change the game. And they hope Montez Sweat could be one of those. I think DJ Moore is one of those. And then you got to find some more. I think Jalen Johnson can be. So that's what these last few games are about, is finding out who those guys are on your football team. Few people cover the Bears better. Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic. Really appreciate your perspective. This hour catches work in The Athletic. You'll get everything you need to know about Bears football. It's time to say goodbye. I want to thank our producer, Tyler Farringal, for helping us blast through the speakers of your radio, as well as all of your smart devices Kyle Long, thank you very much for joining us. Bruce Levine, Hub Arkish, Adam Rittenberg, and Kevin Fishbane. I hope you enjoyed this Friday night edition of the show. Zach Saban saying so long. Have a safe and healthy weekend. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.